So we're joined today by Eric Windmill. Uh, he's a software engineer from Portland, Oregon. And uh, he's here to talk to us about his new book, which is called Flutter in Action, and his experience as a mobile application developer. So um, I guess uh, where we should start is uh, tell us a little bit about you know, your experience and who you are, uh, where you've come from, and um, yeah, just give the audience a bit of a, a background of info about you. Sure. Um, yeah, so as mentioned, I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I work, <coughs> my day job is for uh, it's a company called Greenbits, which we make software to help uh, marijuana dispensaries run their businesses, actually, which is an uh, interesting industry. Um, we So I work there because my team is working full-time rewriting our iOS app in Flutter. And this is uh, the second job I've had actually where that was pretty much my main role, um, rewriting native apps in Flutter. Previous to that, I was a web developer, uh, mainly, you know, it's only only been an engineer for five years or so. So basically when I started, React was already the, the thing. So I did a lot of React and Vue and stuff um, previous to switching to Flutter and Dart. So... Um, in terms of Flutter, um, could you give us, because I haven't really got any experience in Flutter other than, you know, a bit of research I've done, reading your book and, and uh, looking, you know, into your website and your blog. Um, could you just give us a quick summary on what Flutter is and um, how you how you find working with Flutter? Sure. Uh, so Flutter is a cross-platform mobile development um, SDK, it's actually more than that because you can also deploy your apps to the web and to Mac OS, to Windows, to Linux, to Chrome OS. It really is like a, the ambition is truly a right once deploy everywhere for um, for your mobile apps. Um, so it's it's not, it, it started out as just a mobile app. Um, so, but it's, it's a little bit different than the other popular ones, such as React Native and Xamarin, um, for a couple reasons, which we can get into. Um, and Flutter is written in the Dart programming language, which is relatively unknown until Flutter kind of hit the scene. And it is open sourced, but owned and ran by Google. Um, you know, the Flutter teams and Dart team basically work together all the time to improve both the language and the SDK together. Um, well, that, that's pretty cool. That is, um, I've, um, so I, I did some reading on this, Eric, and cause I've, I'm pretty new to, um, to app development and, uh, cause I'm primarily a, a web developer, web designer, front end sort of guy. That's, that's me. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to myself this year, I really want to get into app development. And then, I just didn't know where to start. <laughs> and this is one of the things, there's just so much out there. There's just so many, you know, different sort of like, you know, languages and frameworks and platforms that you can use to create your apps. And then, I, you know, you sent across the links and everything to Flutter and I've been reading on it and um, yeah, it just blown, blown me away. And it just sounds like the right solution for me to get involved. And just where you just mentioned there that it's cross-platform and it literally, you can create an app for, you know, anything out there in a single you know piece of code and not having to work with other um frameworks or anything like that you know that just um that just makes sense yeah um it's pretty incredible the 
the it's so I have ran like the app that I work on every day at work as a Mac OS app and it just worked. Um, and, and, and on top of that, it is actually really performant everywhere. It rivals the performance of true native apps, um, which is all thanks to basically how the team, the flutter team, you know, their, their vision was basically their screens everywhere, you know, between internet of things and, uh, everything like, why not, why, should there not just be a really uh, powerful framework that runs everywhere? And, you know, it started as mobile mobile only a couple of years ago, but it has really uh, developed into this, what they promised, which it literally runs everywhere. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Mm, no, definitely. You mentioned earlier that it runs everywhere and um, it runs on the web. Are there many examples of um, Flutter being used on the web uh, and, and not just for mobile applications? Um, so web support is is fairly new. Uh, it's technically, I think, th- they still will say the web Flutter for web isn't really ready for production. Um, I think you know maybe it's in beta or something. There are some example sites out there that I can uh, send you some links to. Um, there are not many though. I, I think primarily what people are using it for right now is web apps that are meant to be run in a mobile web browser. Right. Um, That's not to say they don't run on your browser, on your, uh, on your computer, but they, it doesn't, it doesn't, because, you know, the UI is a little bit different. You know, when you run a mobile app on a desktop on that giant screen, it kind of feels funky. So um, I don't think anyone's really using that in production yet. So it's more along the lines of, like you said, React Native and uh, and Xamarin. Um, how does Flutter differ differ from writing a native iOS app or a native Android app? Sure. Um, so it differs from those two specifically, and mainly in the language. Um, it it's Dart is excels at being a very easy language to learn. Um, and so it's it's a lot easier to jump into, and also um, one. The, I mean, I guess the best thing, the reason that it's really easy for web developers to get into mobile development with um, Flutter is because it abstracts away all of the like native platform. Um, you know, I don't know if you you all have ever opened up Xcode and tried to deploy a uh, an iOS app, but it's a nightmare and. Um, mm. And uh, Flutter just abstracts all that away so well that you never really have to leave the Dart code. Um, and part of that is because the entire framework, not the entire framework, but 90% of the framework is written in Dart. Um, and so it's it, it's just really, you just don't really ever have to mess with um, the native layer at all, unless you want to like specifically write a plugin to use you know, some hardware um but the good news is there's already a bunch of libraries for all that stuff so we you rarely ever have to mess with the native layer itself um so yeah it's it's really differs and you're just writing dart and not ever having to mess with the the native platform itself yeah i've been just looking on the dart website as well which is um dot dot dev and um there's some like there's some example code um uh, on the home page uh, like quick 
get, getting started, Hello World sort of projects. Mm-hmm. And just looking at that, you know, as someone who's never never written any Dart or even looked into the language before, um, it seems fairly familiar and it feels fairly intuitive coming from a JavaScript background. You know, it's it's a bit more strictly typed than JavaScript is, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems clean and seems fairly intuitive. So um, yeah, there's um, an interesting thing about Dart. The reason it um, is that it originally was written like I don't know, 2011. That's a guess, but you know, it's been almost a decade since it was originally written. And it was written specifically to run in the browser and and like take over JavaScript. But then Google realized we're never going to be able to get um, Safari and Mozilla and everybody to write a to write and you know a compiler or whatever a runtime into their browsers. So they just kind of course corrected, and I, I don't know that this is well. No, it, it must still be true. Um, so Dart semantically fits entirely inside JavaScript uh, because it will you can actually write web apps in pure Dart, and it'll transpile to JavaScript without you having to do anything. And then you could just deploy a web app. Um, it's kind of forced to be catered to people who are familiar with um, JavaScript and other languages that aren't super feature rich, you know, like it's not like, a, it's not as complicated as like Java because Java just is huge and JavaScript and Dart are not. Yeah, see, this is the selling point for me. Um, the whole learning you know different uh, concepts and languages and things like that it's just too much going on and with dart the fact that it follows you know closely to javascript is is just the main selling point for me and uh, it just makes everything a lot more a lot more easier and i actually got it all installed and set up on my mac within five minutes mm-hmm. and you know i'm ready to go now <laughs> so yeah you know so i'm ready to start the t- tutorial later on this evening but um no it's it's brilliant from everything you've said so far you know i'm, I'm loving it already yeah, I I often feel um, like like I should be a developer advocate for them or something because people, you know, I'm not just I'm not just saying this stuff because I wrote a book on it. It truly is just coming from a JavaScript background. When I started writing Dart, I was like, oh, I've found my place. Uh, like I just love it. I love how easy the language is, but it still has features like strong types, which I never thought I'd like, but now I can't live without them. Flutter is super easy to use. Like truly, it's just. The, the user ex- or the developer experience that they have created for this platform is quite good. Right. What's the what's the community support like for for Dart? Because I was reading a, an article um, on a, on Nevercode.io on mm-hmm. on their blog. I don't know how old the the article is, um, but they mention on there that Dart isn't well supported um, as it's not a common programming language. Um, I think that might have been true in the past, but with with Flutter, I mean Flutter really, you know, brought Dart back to life for lack of for lack of better terms. And um, yeah, Flutter famously has over five thousand issues on GitHub, but still you can leave a you can leave an issue and you'll get a response in like a couple hours. So um, yeah, their 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 community support is actually, I mean they're put. Google just puts a lot into all of their like documentation and communities, you know. That's the other thing. Google is solid with their documentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned on your website that you um, you were an early adopter in Flutter, and you you know you were involved in the alpha uh, a couple of years ago. How has the the language and the the whole community? 
pr- uh, developed over the past two years from from alpha stage, and how is that different to where we are now? Um, well, it's exploded, that's for sure, um, in a very good way. There's so one thing at my first job when we were writing in Flutter, and we we're you know we had to write plugins for every you know like we wanted to use the camera, we had to write our own plugin uh, maps, like everything, and now they all exist, which is great. Um, and the language itself has also changed a lot. Uh, as of Dart 2.3, I think it is, um, they're on like 2.7 now or something, but they made this massive shift to like, okay, this is now going to be a language that focuses on writing UI. So um, the language itself has implemented a bunch of features that make it really easy to, I mean, essentially write Flutter apps. Um, and so I'd say that the two biggest differences from two years ago is, well, it basically all revolves around there are so many people doing it now that everything is easier. Um, there's conferences and there's uh, libraries for everything and there's Slack groups and, you know, and a lot of really dedicated people. Actually, the community is one of my favorite things because everyone's really excited and and the, it's not old enough where everyone's arguing yet. Um, you know, everyone's still kind of rallying around the same technologies so i find it very very uh easy community to be part of very easy to get help um and that was not the case two years ago two years ago it was kind of like we just had to figure it out okay and you know it's, it's hard to know what the underlying technologies are of certain apps are there any apps out in the world which we maybe have some experience with which are are built on flutter or dart in the background hmm. um any any big applications that you're aware of uh, there are some big ones, but they're kind of niche use cases. One, I mean, the biggest one is portions of Alibaba, um, mm-hmm. but that's not really a thing in the U.S., so I've never seen that app. Um, and then I know a lot of Google um, apps like AdWords is written in Dart, not, but a, a lot of big, a lot of the ad-related apps that Google has are written in Dart, and if they have mobile apps, I guess they're written in Flutter. Um, but uh, it's been a while. They, there's a page that's like dart.dev slash showcase or something or flutter.dev slash showcase that lists a bunch. But I would be surprised if there's anything bigger than Alibaba because that's probably one of the biggest. And how about your, your own personal projects? Do you have any apps out in there in the world? Um, I don't have anything deployed to the stores, no. Um, no. I have a lot of tutorials and stuff in which you will build apps, but nothing deployed to the store. I'm just looking on the Flutter Dev Showcase, and it says that New York Times has an app, um, Square, Google Assistant. Wow. And, um, yeah, other companies that are using Flutter, Groupon, Alibaba, Capital One, eBay. There you go. Uh, Sonos. So it looks like um, it's ticking away in the background. Yeah. The Google Assistant thing is really cool because it's like a you know, proprietary piece of hardware i guess um so it's running on i guess android but you know which it already does but that's still pretty cool i I wasn't aware of that we're sponsored today by manning publications where you can get 40 percent off your first order by using the code pod inspect 20 at checkout that includes all print books ebooks and video courses in a world of learning platforms and training subscriptions Manning believes books are still one of the best ways you can learn computing. 
Manning has been publishing since the 90s, earning a reputation for quality, with many readers saying they produce the best tech books you can buy. They work with experts like community leaders, distinguished academics and technology creators, so when you're learning from a Manning product, you know you're learning from the very best. If you're interested in seeing what Manning has to offer, check out the extensive library, including Eric's book, Flutter in Action, at manning.com. Reviewers are loving Flutter in Action, calling it a must-have reference and an excellent way to get started with Flutter. So head over to manning.com, that's M-A-N-N-I-N-G.com and use the code PODINSPECT20 for 40% off your first order. Thank you to Manning for sponsoring our show. Okay, well, um, you've obviously written a book on the topic. So um, what exactly made you decide to write a book on Flutter in the first place? And uh, how did you know that you were in a position to be an authority on the topic? Oof, uh, that's a good a good question. Um, the Maybe the answer that's probably not as cool as uh, people would like is that I already was writing like blogs and stuff about it and Manning emailed me first. Uh, so the honest answer is I never even thought about writing a book, but mm-hmm. I do really like writing and I've always, you know, since I started developing like programming, I was like writing blogs and tutorials and stuff, uh, even just for my own sake. Um, so right. I I've always liked writing. So it was a pretty easy choice for me. Um, I think if this was a different subject, I would have had a, a big, big, big case of imposter syndrome, but I kind of knew, I mean, it was the, the framework was still in alpha when they reached out to me. So I kind of knew nobody really knows about this yet. So I really have an opportunity here to like, set the, to set the conversation rather than, you know, open myself up to write something that will get a lot of backlash. Um, so it, it was a pretty easy choice, I would say. What's involved in planning this? Because, you know, you this, you know, when you're writing a, a book like this, you've got, you know, you've so many different um, subject areas to talk about and different chapters and, you know, the structure and everything. How does that come about? You know, did you have to, I don't know, speak to someone who's done it before or, you know, what's involved in getting this uh, book put together? Um. So a lot of that is thanks to Manning. Um, they have, you know, they release a lot of technical books, so they were very good at guiding me. Right. And in fact, I think it's it's pretty easy to say that over half the work that went into writing this book was not actually writing. It was planning and everything else that you're talking about. Yeah. And I had uh, basically a a technical editor who you know, helped me along the way. Yeah. And it is a lot of work. Like the first thing I did was just brainstorm all the topics, you know, and it it's, has to be whittled way down or else you know, the book took a year and a half and it's, you know, half the topics that I originally just like brainstormed. So it takes a lot of um, people on the outside saying like, you know, challenging me to decide what is really unnecessary and what is uh can be taken out yeah and then the longest portion of all the work is um the reviews and so they just have tons of 
technical reviewers and right. non-technical reviewers and it just gets sent to like 30 people and then they all come back with notes and we rewrite the whole thing and it just goes back and forth forever um so that must be a nightmare oh it is yeah it's really bad um but <laughs> that was definitely the worst part because you know when i started i was like this is awesome i'm gonna fly through this i'm gonna have this book out in nine months and then yeah little did i know it took twice that long because the review process is you know but it's totally necessary. Uh, mm. I'm glad I did it with a publisher. There's times that I thought I could have just done this on my own and like, you know, self-publish it on Amazon. And after going through the process, I'm glad I did not do that. No, that's really cool that you've done it this way because yeah, you do see those eBooks out there, which, you know, haven't gone through the stringent sort of like, you know, uh, measures that your book obviously has. Yeah. yeah. It makes a whole lot of difference, but you know, I can't wait to actually get into this properly. Because, you know, like I said earlier, I'm, you know, really looking forward to start learning, you know, how to build apps. And this, and I found the, the platform I want to use and the language I want to use. So, yeah, for me, this is going to be ideal. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned that Manning approached you to write this book. So I take it that you weren't really thinking about writing a book at that time. Um, what was it? Was there a lot of pressure on you to, you know, uh, up your skill set or do a lot of research and, and get things done to their schedule or what what's the relationship being like with Manning? And um, There wasn't, so to, to much to their credit, there wasn't that much pressure and they, they really let me, um, you know, they, they were, the, they helped me and like maybe kept me on the rails, but they really did let me run with it. Um, um, I have no horror stories like a lot of people do with publishers. I, I was yeah. very happy. Um, as far as upping my skill set, yes, I was incredibly nervous, specifically about the content, not necessarily about the writing style, but um, the content. The last thing I want to do is publish a book that just is wrong, you know, because it's not the if it's a blog post, fine. If it's wrong, I can go back and edit it. Yeah. If it's a book, once it's out there, it's out there. Uh, so I spent, you know, I learned a ton that I thought I already knew. And then I learned that I just was wrong. Um, just because every chapter, no matter what the topic was, I had to do a lot of research. And, um, I talked to a lot of people on the flutter and dart teams who were very gracious and with their time and, uh, answered emails when I had questions and stuff. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, double checking my knowledge. Oh, fantastic. And do you think you'll be, uh, releasing more books in the future? That, um, I don't know. Honestly, I thought for the longest time, I thought no, but, um, then once the book came out, I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do anymore. So probably, <laughs> yeah. Cause I immediately just started working on my, my website. That's just like flutter tutorials. So obviously I like to spend my weekends writing. So why not? If you do write another book, what, what would it be about? I would like to do a, a book about Dart itself um, cool. and on like more advanced topics. Um, it, it's again, it doesn't get too advanced in Dart, but yeah, I I think Dart is really my true love of the um, Dart and Flutter ecosystem. Nice. Nice. Um, I noticed that on, on the cover of your book, you've got uh, emblazoned over, over the the image, the letters M-E-A-P, which uh, I believe is Mobile Enterprise Application Platform. No, that's... Is that right? No. Um, that, <laughs> oh. 
you if you have a digital copy, I'm guessing um, that stands for Manning Early Access Program. I think. <laughs> wow, what are the chances of that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's the chance of that? Because I just typed in what what does Meep mean? Then yeah, that was a fantastic is... uh, guess, though. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was. Yeah, it, it seemed like a good fit. You know, having a mobile yeah. enterprise application platform. Yeah. Um, okay, we could scrap that bit. <laughs> <laughs> So you just mentioned that you've got your uh, Flutter tutorials website. Did you say? Um, yeah. So it's it's called flutterbyexample.com. Um, so there's a there's it's kind of kind of get into the weeds, but there's a a program called Dartpad, which is at dartpad.dev, where you can just like it's just like a little online text editor where you can write Flutter and Dart code and run it right there. Um, and you can also embed that in your own websites. So it's just a list of cool. Um, similar to CodeBin, is that? Yeah, it's similar. Um, so it's just like Dart and Flutter tutorials. The Dart one, the that it's still being built. Quite honestly, it's does, there's a lot not in there. Uh, a lot of topics not covered yet, but it's just little bite-sized lessons where you can write and run code next. You know, right next to the lesson. I'm still working on embedding the Dart pad into a lot of it. And then the Flutter section, that's a little harder to do because they're full apps. So it's just kind of walkthroughs of um, different topics. There's a base a basic app, which is just like the bare minimum you need to know to just write UI. And then it gets into like some different state management example apps and stuff like that. Cool. I've just loaded up your site now, um, flutterbyexample.com. I'm just going through that. That's, that's quite a lot there, actually. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's inspired by, um, I think it's JavaScript.info. Um, right. They just have you know an example about literally every JavaScript topic you could think of. Hmm. Um, so, yes. But uh, you know this, I've had this website for a long time. I just totally redid it post book, and I'm pretty sure this is why Manning, how Manning found me, um, and reached out to me, because at the time I was, you know, this is one of the only places where people were writing about flutter so your book came out in january i believe is that right uh yep i think that's when it was officially released and how well has it been received so far have you had some good feedback from the community yeah uh honestly i i feel that it's been all really good i'm sure there's bad reviews out there somewhere that i haven't seen and i'm not going to read but um the community itself like on twitter and everything everything's been really positive um uh, I saw, for example, someone I don't know on Twitter say that they, she bought a copy and then liked it so much that she bought a copy for her husband too. Like, that is that's pretty like, cool. To be quite honest, I'm not. I didn't do this for the money. There's barely any money in publishing tech books. Um, but so that kind of stuff is really, really gratifying, uh, really rewarding to hear. And you're selling it in uh, digital and uh, physical copies, aren't you? Yep. That's uh, a Manning. That's on the Manning side of things. They have all that in place before. Well, you know, I've been speaking to Manning uh, while we were setting up this interview as well, and um, they kindly gave us a few copies of the book to to give away in a uh, competition of our of our choosing. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, what we're going to be doing is, um, I think we've got five copies of your book, uh, digital co- copies to give away, and uh, we're going to be putting this uh, these up on Twitter as a little giveaway. So um, for all the listeners out there, you can 
head over to our Twitter account uh, at InspectFM. And um, if you look at the pinned tweet at the time of this episode coming out, or you can check out the show notes for this episode, it'll give you instructions on how to win that, uh, win a copy of that book. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get this into more hands and get people writing Flutter and writing Dart and yeah. to your community. Yeah. It's got me on board. I'm definitely on board. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, that's been good. I think we've uh, covered all of our topics that we had in mind. Um, it definitely looks interesting. Uh, it looks like a good place for even beginners to start. Would you say it's a, a good language for beginners to pick up if this was like maybe their first introduction to programming? Yes, I would. Um, absolutely. Um, I call it, I mean, Dart specifically, I kind of jokingly refer to it as Java Lite um, because so it teaches a lot of the fundamentals like typed typing, type systems and all that, but without um, without really bogging you down and just like crazy syntax. Mm. Yeah, I mean, myself as a JavaScript developer and someone who's used React, one of my things that I was going to explore next was going to be React Native. I've dabbled with Swift in the past when I'm trying to do some iOS development, but like you said, uh, Xcode is not the most forgiving app and yeah. um, even Swift on its just generally uh, I couldn't quite get my hand, head around Swift either so um, I think it's definitely something that I'm going to try obviously K is already on board and um, hopefully a lot more people will be giving it a go after this as well yeah um, I, I guess the last thing I'll say about Flutter um, specifically because I get the feeling that a lot of your listeners are um, or the people that you're trying you know to reach, reach our web developers and designers and stuff. Uh, Flutter is heavily influenced by React, and that's from the words of the creators, not not from me. Um, so the mental model is quite the same. Uh, it's a lot different writing it, but uh, if you know how to write React, you will be able to jump right in fairly easily. Okay. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think most of our listeners are. Um, in some sort of uh, web development, whether it's front end or just you know designers, um, and uh, I know we've got some Java, a lot of JavaScript fans on board as well. So this could definitely be right up their street. Cool. Um, so what we'll do is uh, we'll put a bunch of links into the show notes um, where you can find out more. Um, but before we wrap up, could you maybe share a bit more about where people can find out about you? Um, obviously how they can support you, obviously buy your book, but if there's any other ways, uh, yeah, do let us know. Uh, sure. I think the book is the only thing I have that costs money, but you don't have to buy it if you don't want. Um, the only, other than that, Flutter by example is all free. So if you'd rather dive in there without spending money, do that. Um, and you can find me, the only, the only place I really am on the internet is Twitter. It's just at Eric Windmill. So uh, I'm pretty active. So come hang out digitally. Yeah, brilliant. Any final words, Kay, from you? Yeah, I'm just going to let people know if you're getting involved with uh, app development, this is probably going to be the best place to start. Um, if you haven't looked elsewhere, or you're not getting involved in any other um, options that are out there, like React and anything like that, definitely have a look into this because, you know, I'm, I'm new to it and I've literally just got it installed and set up on my Mac. It took me five minutes to get it up and running. Um, and I'm ready to go with tutorials, so I highly recommend it. And I, I haven't even, you know, 
got anywhere with it yet and it, it just sounds so promising everything about it just sounds so good um and it's exactly what i was looking for so you know big um you know heads up for eric um what he's done with this i would flutter yes yeah. and if there's yeah. any listeners out there who are already using flutter or using dart you know reach out to us uh, at inspect and reach out to eric and um let us know what you're building and how you're finding things and uh, what you think of the book if you've already read it and uh, just remember if you haven't already got a copy you can win a copy um but if you can't win it then you should definitely go and buy it because uh yeah it looks like a very useful resource um for anyone getting excited in this all right um so we normally end our shows with some recommendations, um, just anything that you find cool. Is there anything that you'd like to shout out, Eric? Um, we could come to you at the end if you haven't thought of anything yet. But um, Yeah, I have something. Um, so like I said, I devour podcasts, and lately I've been obsessed with the Revolutions podcast. It's just... So the third season is about the French Revolution, and it's 55 episodes long, each one between half hour and an hour. So uh, if you enjoy history mm. and you want to know the most minute details about uh, the, all the really bad moments in history such that are all revolutions, it is incredibly interesting and fun to listen to and uh, easy to listen to. So that, that's my recommendation. Cool. Okay. What have you got for us? Uh, what have I got? Um, not much really. I mean, I've been, I've been ill for the last two weeks, so I haven't really been doing anything apart from from working and uh, designing and building and stuff like that but i did get back into gaming after about a week or two away from it and um, i got involved with uh, call of duty modern warfare's um, warzone um, which is their latest edition their battle royal edition they just launched literally a couple of days ago um, so all the gamers out there there's quite a lot of web developers and you know developers in general who would like a bit of gaming um, definitely get involved with it. Um, it's called Warzone, and it's uh, for um, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, and it's brilliant. 150, 200 people on one map. Wow. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, they've got two different game modes in there. So you've got one which is like a loot, um, where you just go around just grabbing money, um, killing your enemies and taking their money, and the helicopter will come down, you know, take the money and keep it safe for you kind of thing. Um, and then you've got the other one with, uh, like, where the map gets smaller and smaller. And the last team left wins. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant concept. Um, I just got involved with that. I've been playing that recently. But yeah, that's my shout and recommendation. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to recommend a series on Netflix. Uh, it's called Altered Carbon. Um, I've only seen season one yet, but season two has just been released a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I caught up with season one um, before that one got released. And um, yeah, it's really cool. It's, uh, it's a sci-fi sci-fi series. It's basically set a few hundred years in the future. Uh, it's set on Earth. And um, humanity's got to a point where we can separate our bodies and consciousness. And um, when, when, people, when people die, they don't, they, they don't die. They, they just basically get their consciousness implanted into a new body, which they call a sleeve. So there's like interchangeable cases Wow. like covers so you know you could start start your life you could be born as a as a male from you know from france or whatever and then when you die you can get put into a, a child's body again or you could put into a female's body or you know depending on how much money you've got you can upgrade your body at any point to someone of importance and that's like crazy that. <laughs> yeah it's a it's an interesting series i've been uh th thinking about watching that and so 
think now I'm now I'm sold. Yeah, it's really interesting, and because there's some characters throughout the the series as well who change bodies, and um, you know, uh, there's like an old grandmother who's uh, this this lady. Her grandmother's consciousness gets put into like this old biker, you know, <laughs> biker guy's <laughs> body, and it's just. It's just such an interesting concept, um, and the whole series sort of follows a murder case, which are, they're trying to solve. Cool. So um, yeah, check it out. Season one is just has been out for a while. Season two is on Netflix and now as well, uh, and it is a continuation, I believe. So it's worth watching from the beginning. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So check it out. So uh, yeah, those will all be in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, yeah, we're just about done there. So um, yeah, thanks again, Eric, for joining us, letting us know. A little bit about your world. Um, you can find more on your website, ericwindmill.com, mm-hmm. and um, also check out flutterbyexample.com. And um, like I said, all the links that we mentioned today will be in the show notes. And um, don't forget to check out Twitter for the competition on how you could win a copy of Eric's book. And um, we'll take it from there. Yeah. That's all. All right. Thanks for having me. No problem. Our pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's show. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player and feel free to drop us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at InspectFM and you can find the show notes for today's episode and a full archive of all shows over at inspect.fm.